okay, I found all of this here in the beginning on the internet, so it's got to be true, right? So, well, if you are a buzzard, if you put a buzzard in a pen six feet by eight feet with an open top, even though a buzzard can fly, the buzzard will remain imprisoned. Because normally a buzzard needs about 10 to 12 feet to get a running start to fly. In a similar way, a bat placed on a level ground floor can just kind of shuffle around, but a bat needs some elevation to throw itself off to begin to fly. If you place a bumblebee in a glass tumbler with an open top, the bumblebee will buzz around the bottom of the glass looking for a way out, never thinking to look up and fly away. It will just remain trapped in that open glass tumbler. Well, in many ways, we're like the buzzer, the bat of the bumblebee. We struggle with all the problems and frustrations of life, never realizing all we have to do is look up. Sorrow looks back. Worry looks around. Faith looks up. Let me repeat that. Like Sorrow in our life comes from constantly living in the past, looking back. Worry in our life, constantly looking around. Faith comes from looking up. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. This is such a consoling gospel to us because a lot of us, quite honestly, we feel burdened, weary at times in life. One recent study said one out of four Americans suffers from depression, anxiety, or loneliness. 80% of Americans say we could use less stress in our life. Approximately half of all diseases are connected to stress. $65 billion a year is spent looking for remedies from stress. Well, the Lord is giving us the remedy. Look up. Take my yoke upon you. Rely on me. This gospel, I think, is speaking into our pride, which often we want to exert our own independence and self-reliance and we start to think, you know, I got this, I can do it myself, rather than turning it over, relying on Jesus, yoking ourselves to Him. This is the path to refreshment, enlightening among those. You know, what happens if we try to pull the plow alone? Well, we get plowed under. We start to feel overwhelmed in life. So the remedy is to look up, to surrender to Jesus to take the yoke of the Lord upon ourselves. What causes all the weariness of life? I want to focus on two kind of categories. One is to be focused on all the concerns of the world. So we can get so distracted by this. Well, did you hear what the Pope said? Did you hear what the doctors are doing? Did you hear about the war in Ukraine, about COVID, about school safety, on and on and on. And we can be so distracted that we lose sight of our mission. Now, it doesn't mean we like bury our heads in the sand and just ignore all the problems of the world. We should pray the news, 
pray for all the concerns of the world, but they should not be the cause of us losing our peace or living in fear. In fact, Father Jacques Philippe gave a conference here and he says, you know, as the world gets more and more chaotic, all the more important that we maintain our peace. And that's a beautiful way we can give witness to the joy of the gospel because people will ask, well, aren't you worried about this? And we say, you know what? I'm at peace because I know God's got this. Father Ricardo, he said, God isn't up there like wringing his hands thinking, what am I going to do now? No, God's got this. God is in control. And so we surrender all the concerns of the world to the Lord. Well, the second category, I think, that causes a lot of the weariness in our lives is what I would call kind of personal traumas. It could be receiving a diagnosis of terminal illness, the loss of our health, real experiences of betrayal in our lives, loss of our reputation, divorce, death, loss of friendship, just the daily grind of family life and work, all these kind of personal traumas of our life. How do we respond to these? Monsignor Pope says, we often think too much and pray too little. We have big brains, but small hearts. And so rather than running like children to our Father, trusting in Him, we spend so much energy thinking, fretting, brooding, questioning, why me? How did this happen? Feeling sorry for ourselves. Perhaps even letting resentment over the circumstances of our lives rise in our hearts. Feeling anger, plotting revenge, worrying about our reputation, worrying about the future. Most all discouragement comes from self-focus and focusing on the circumstances of our lives. What is the remedy for all this discouragement? To look up. To look and focus on Jesus. That's the remedy to our discouragement. We're kind of like that bee buzzing around at the bottom of the glass looking for a way out rather than looking up and turning to the Lord. Jesus isn't saying our life is going to be free of burdens. But he does promise to be with us and to lighten the load. You know, we got to remember and embed this truth in our hearts that all trials of life, God doesn't will evil upon us, but God allows these sufferings to prune us, to help us to grow in holiness, to help us recognize our dependence on Him. Remember, as Paul said, Jesus wants to live His life in and through us. So yes, at times we're going to feel abandoned, betrayed, persecuted. But this is all the way Jesus is conforming us to himself. I want to just close with an example of somebody who really lived their life yoked to Jesus. For Christmas, Archbishop Nauman likes to give the priest books. And this last Christmas, he gave us a book on St. Thomas More, who was the English martyr living in the 1500s, died under the reign of King Henry VIII. So remember? King Henry VIII breaks away from the church, declares himself the head of the church, and a persecution of Catholics began. Well, Henry VIII is the Chancellor of England, 
And in spite of tremendous sufferings, he always was merry. He was always joyful. There's one instance in his life where he was away from home and his house caught on fire and his barns burned down and his family's distraught and he wrote this letter back to them and this is what he said. Be merry, go to church and give thanks to God. His reasoning, well, God decided that we were too attached to our material things. So thanks be to God, he's pruned us of these things. So go to church and thank God for the fire. Wow. While imprisoned in the Tower of London, he wrote this letter to his daughter, Meg. My good daughter, never trouble your mind over anything that ever shall happen to me in this world. Nothing can come about but what God wills, and whatsoever that be, even if it seems bad in our sight, is indeed the best. How did Thomas More live in this merriment? He looked at everything from the divine perspective and lived in the divine will. This is what it means to be yoked to Jesus. Think of when two people are yoked together, it means they have to go in the same direction. So being yoked to Jesus means, Lord, I live in your will. You're taking the lead in my life, and I'm, I'm going with you. Thomas More saw everything from God's perspective and knows God always wills our ultimate good and our happiness. So there's no reason to ever get discouraged or fret or feel burdened in life. We trust with that childlike trust the Lord invites us to. You know, let me just close with the words of Sister Mary of the Holy Trinity. These, this meditation appeared in the Magnificat. She says, do not get agitated. Do not be anxious. Everything passes away except for your God. Come to me, you who are weary and burdened. Archbishop Nelman was here for Mass last night, and he just invited us. He said, when you come up tonight, today, for Holy Communion, Put your burdens in Jesus' hands. Look up. Surrender to the Lord. That's the source of refreshment in our lives.